This is Greg Carson, former player of the Nighthawks and alumni from 1993 to 1997. Also proud member of the first Cyclone Taylor Championship team in Beaver Valley. You're listening to Hawk Talk with hosts and alumni Ross Simner, Jake Morissette, and Connor Jones. Enjoy the show, folks. Welcome back, everybody. This is Hawk Talk, episode four. We got a nice guest for you today. Um, uh, really historical, and what we're gonna we're gonna introduce him real quick here. I'm gonna check in because we got Connor Jones, the uh, second assist guy, back um, <laughs> with us this week instead of uh, missing out from a, a, a hard flight last week. So, uh, Connor, how you doing, buddy? Uh, it was good. You know, I was in the Delta Lounge, and I just couldn't really make it for uh, for that one for you guys. But uh, you know, you guys did a great job. So, uh, a nice free, a nice, a nice little free, uh, free spread out there, and a couple of cocktails. Yeah, I just needed a break from you guys, so uh, you said I was on the flight. But <laughs> and no. Jakey, how's it going over there? Yeah, doing good. Good to have Connor back. We plowed through the last one without him, but no, good to see him back. Yeah, there's a big outcry for him, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> so we got uh, a special guest today, and uh, I stood off the hop. Uh, it's it's very special for me, and he doesn't even know this, but my first KIJHL goal was against this man when I was playing for Calscar Rebels. I believe it went <laughs> off the back of my leg. Uh, they were beating us, I think, 6-1. That's why I was getting some extra ice time. Uh, and I, immediately after that, I think I, 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 I got in a little tilt with uh, a certain D. Biddlecombe. So that was my claim. My best game of my uh, 16-year-old year. We can uh, welcome a legend in Fruitvale, Rocky Dixon. How are you doing, Rocky? Great, great. Thanks for having me, guys. So you're down there on vacation. And you fit us in, which is really nice. Uh, whereabouts are you? And what are you doing these days? Well, we're, um, my wife and sister and brother-in-law are in Punta Cana right now, soaking up some sun and enjoying the views here. Beautiful. And what keeps you busy now? Where are you and, uh, and, and, and what are you doing, uh, um, I guess, well, post-hockey post career? Yeah, well, I'm still in trail and we have a family-owned business um, that keeps us really busy. Um, we own the tire shop, OK Tire and Trail the Practicar and truck rentals. We have the OK car wash, the GT car wash and that. And my dad's still there. My mom works there. My um, nephew works there. My wife works there. My son works there when, when he doesn't have hockey. My niece did work there, but she's away at school now. So yeah, no, it's kind of a, a family affair and, and we love it. That's fantastic, man. Giving back up to the community and, uh, and a big part of it. So uh, I know Connor knows you from growing up. He probably, uh, you know, shot shot some pucks on you when he was about seven years old. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think uh, Connor and Kellen were scoring on me when they were seven years old. There, there's no way that that's true. I, I was just telling Jake and Rocky before. I, I don't remember a lot of goals being going in when uh, Rocky was in that, in practice or in games. But um, like, I don't care. I don't care how young you are, kid. I will not let you score on me. Exactly. So <laughs> you know and. And that's the way it should be. But uh, no, it's it's great to see you, Rocky. I mean, I got tons of memories of you just being a competitor on the ice. Uh, but uh, to talk a little bit about growing up as a Nighthawk, I know your dad and uh, Shirley Levesque are, are big parts of starting the team. So what was that like? And just kind of get into that for us. Yeah, you know what? It was it was great as a young kid. Um, my dad and Shirley Levesque started it. And um, we were at the rink every night just fooling around. We had little hockey sticks. They would cut the little sticks off when they broke and spring and I got to play around with that and whatnot. And it's great. And over the years, um, my uncle Darcy played and coached there. 
Um, my cousin Daryl Sandback played there. My brother-in-law David Eccles played there. I played there. It's yeah, no, it's it's been great. Yeah, yeah, it's been like a family tradition, huh? Like it's just it's amazing. Uh, and I mean, you were there for. Did you know you always wanted to play goal, like for the Nighthawks? Was that like a dream of yours? Like as well, you mentioned, or? It, once I was a goalie, yes. Um, but it was funny because how I actually became a goalie is my second year, Adam we were playing our first game and um, my dad was the coach and we had no goalie. So I was like, well, I'll throw the pads on. And I'm <laughs> sure he was thinking, no, no, you won't. Um, but no one really volunteered. So I threw the pads on. I, I believe we were playing Spokane. We ended up beating them four two. And I was like, Hey, this is easy. I'll, I'll be a goalie. Here's that one. It was just easy. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. So, so Rocky get into the net. You're obviously a star goalie. You're my favorite hawk growing up. I got to admit that. Well, thank you. But um, then I, I think you know that I told you that many times. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, your goalie partner was my brother Mike. You guys had a good relationship. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that and get into some of his shenanigans, whether that be oh. in fishing, his fishing shenanigans, or maybe getting candy all over the ice mid-game. I don't know where you want to go with this. Sure. Yeah. No. I uh, I have a bunch of stories with Hammer. Some I probably shouldn't tell or can't tell. So. The ones I can tell, and you'll definitely be able to attest to this, Jake, in the summer, um, Hammer, Jake, and I would head down to the Columbia River to do some fishing. And um, I don't like to brag, but Jake and I were fairly decent fishermen. Like, we we used to slay the rainbows and the walleyes, and it was pretty good. Um, and Hammer, I don't know if he just felt left out or what, because I, to this day, I don't think I've ever seen him catch a fish in the river but he would always go behind a bend and around a corner and Jake and I'll come lugging our three, four rainbows out and whatnot. And, oh, hammer. How'd you do? Oh, I caught three. Oh, where are they? Oh, I, I threw them all back. Oh, yeah. oh. Catch release guy. Yeah. He's a catch and release guy <laughs> to this day. I don't know if I've seen him catch any, I don't know about you, Jake, but um, there was a no. lot of fishing done there and a lot of uh, hammer coming home empty handed. Oh, he, he loves going around the corner and, coming back with the stories but you never you never see the results though <laughs> that's right yeah and then there was this other time um we were playing at home and i forget who it was against but i had started and uh let a couple early ones in so um they put hammer in and for those of you that don't know hammer he kind of likes his candy so he would always have some candy jammed in the side of his pad and he would eat it as he was on the bench. And um, sure enough, he gets the call. He's going in. And the first guy comes down and shoots. Hammer goes down, makes the save. And you see shit everywhere on the ice. <laughs> and we're like, what the? Hammer forgot to take the big gobstopper container out of his pad. So now there's like 30 gobstoppers all over the ice. Ref had to call time, get the shovels out. They had to pick them up. But yeah, no, that that's Hammer. You know what? It's <laughs> he was the best man at my wedding. I yeah, he's, we've been very good friends ever since, and that's sort of what what hockey's all about, right? To be fair though, you, you only got pulled probably like two times in four years. Like he, <laughs> it wasn't his fault there. <laughs> yeah, right. Like he's, he's sitting there going, I, you know, maybe after game after game, I got I can keep myself busy and keep my uh, my blood sugar levels at the right range in case I get put in. So, um, so it's. It's kind of a, a bit, a bit of a travesty. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna send off. I mean, I've sent off some emails before to EliteProspects.com because 
they still have me down as a D man, which is good for my stat category. But when I'm looking up you, man, there's nothing on there. And it's like, you know, a couple get you know, a little with the trail smoke years, you got one little day in there with thirty games of the KI with B V. But if anyone's trying to figure out this Rocky Dixon guy, like number two is a retired three or four goalies of the year awards, like a name known around uh, around hockey and, and you just knew when you're playing, I remember when I played against you, it was like you're playing BV, so you know it's going to be a tough game anyways. And unless you're planning on trying to win like one nothing or maybe maybe two one, like you're not going to have a chance at a shootout with this team. Um, where did it, like how how did that develop? Tell us a bit more about your goaltending, your I guess your style, how how those how all those goaltenders of the year awards came up. Well, for the most part, it was I played on good teams. Right. And that's that's the biggest thing. When your team's good, um, it's a lot easier to to make the saves and win games. And we had um, some very good teams. Um, as for my style, a little different than most goalies. It's funny because when I go out and help out like the girls um, in years past with with their goaltenders, I'm a lot different than how goalies are nowadays. I was I was small. I, I couldn't do the butterfly. I couldn't do the splits. So I had to re- rely on angles and um, rebound control and whatnot, um, because yeah, when I when I went down, it was a lot harder for me to get up than these other goalies. So it was it was mainly angles and that that I had to play. And I I always the night before games, I was okay. Who are we playing? Okay, well there's this guy. So when we played Castlegar and that, you'd have okay. Well it's Pottle or whoever. So yeah, he likes to go to his backhand or whatever. Oh, that Simner kid. Yeah, I don't have to worry too much about him. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it was, I was more, I was always more of a mind thing and that, and just to recall how they shoot, where they like to go on breakaways and whatnot, because I was not very, um, I don't know if it's athletic or I, I was not very stretchable, uh, to say the least. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. It's, it's nice to hear. Uh, I mean, uh, it's obviously a massive part of the game now um, with film and, 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 and stuff like that for goalies and, and studying and all, but you were doing that, you know, well before then. So that's, that's pretty awesome to hear. And I think, um, you know, the, the, the way that the game has evolved um, and, you know, you were playing against, like you got, like you said, you play a good team. And part of that is, is practicing every single day against good players. Right. And just facing good competition day in, day out. So when you did play in games, it was, you know, hey, I play against better. I play against the best person practice. So so bring it on. Yeah. No. And that and that's right. Like repetition. Right. You see the better, harder shots and and whatnot. So I know that my first year I played with the Nighthawks. Um, I think I was 15 and we uh, we were not very good at all the first year. And I think we maybe only won six games or whatever. Um, it was sort of back near where there was more fighting in that. There was lots of fights and lots of penalties and and whatnot. And we got a ton of shots, like a ton, probably 50, 60 against us every game. And in hindsight, that was probably the best thing for me, seeing that. I, I remember the one time in my first year, and both me and my goalie partner, I think it was Chris Gochi at the time, and and we were struggling because we were getting so many shots. We were letting six, seven, eight goals in a game. Um, and we went on this one road trip and the coaches said, okay, so we've pulled you guys the last three games here. So no matter what, 
Rocky, you're starting Friday in North Okanagan and you're going to finish the game. <laughs> and at that time, North Okanagan was in first. I think they had only lost three or four games. So I was like, oh, okay, well, get to finish game right on. Well, we get in and we're down five nothing after the first period. And I was like, whew, I wonder if they're serious about this finishing the game. Well, I went out for the second period and it was eight nothing after two. I was like, oh, okay. Well, you don't usually like to get pulled, but yeah, if you want to, yeah, throw in the other guy, sure, go ahead. Nope. <laughs> Back out, you go for the third period and they're just pumping us. I think the game ended up 11-1 or something, but they stuck to their word and I, I did get to finish that. And from then on, it's, um, things went a lot better. I'll say, yeah, right. Like it's just, uh, yeah, it's pretty fa- you know, fantastic. The, the, uh, the career you had. And, and uh, I mean, after that one year of a couple of losses, it sounds like that a lot of, a lot of, uh, check marks in the, uh, in the old W column, but, uh, I think Connor's got one here for you. Cause, uh, we did hear about, uh, a little, a little tidbit of yours. Yeah. Yeah. I got a couple of questions. Uh, I know I don't want to go too long, but who, I just remembering back through the nineties, uh, through your career like who were some of the guys you played with that you were like god i just can't stop them in practice or or like you know who are some of those good players you play with and then and then you can finish with uh your your water bottle story uh, if yeah. you don't mind sure okay um yeah so no back in the early days i know john hannock um he came back and played i think it was half a year or something my first year and he was amazing he was unreal and then um there was other guys like Jarrett Mason. You knew if he hit the net, it was probably going in because he shot so hard. The yeah. good thing was he didn't hit the net that often. So <laughs> it was, I heard a lot of glass when Mace was uh, taking his clappers out there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rob Henderson, my early years as well. He, he scored quite a bit um, and whatnot. So, and then we have Jeremy Robinson in oh, my yeah. later years. Yeah. Chad yeah. Rideau. They, yeah, they were, goal scores and that so they were a lot tougher to stop in practice oh great get into the uh so superstitions wise was was get drinking out of your water bottle is that just a no-no like for you or yeah i am not a superstitious guy but i hated it when anybody drank out of my water bottle my team knew that so they wouldn't touch my water bottle (laughs) this is just anyone not 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 the other team it's just anyone no anyone yeah, I didn't like anyone drinking. Just like germs, or, or like did you the, go? Yeah, including the ref. No, nope, not germs. And I, it, it, obviously a superstition, but it was yeah, I didn't like it. Well, I think word somehow got around to the Roslyn Warriors when we were playing them that they. So there's Brian French and Kyle Kaharski. Well, every time there was a whistle in our zone, they would come behind and try and drink out of my water bottle, <laughs> and it drove me absolutely crazy. And it got to the point where some of our D-men would take penalties on them as they were trying, after the whistle, trying to come get it where they would cross-check them <laughs> or whatever. So it came to this uh, one game. They they got a couple drinks or whatever, and they ended up beating us and whatnot. So next time we played them, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to fill mine with uh, vinegar and let Koharski and Brian French come and drink it. So I have it on there, waiting for them to drink it, and probably – Five, six minutes into the first period, um, you guys will know from ball and that Jimmy Maniego was repping. And now I'm great friends with Jimmy. He coaches my son in ball. It's great. So he's coming over and he grabs my water ball to take a drink. And I was like, uh, I was going to tell him, but he had actually called me for a delay of game. I covered the puck out of the crease earlier in the game and he gave me a delay of game call. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. So Jimmy starts chugging this water. 
And the look on his face is priceless. I still remember it to this day, the look he had on his face. And he spits it out. And I think it was Rob Schreiner that came back to him and said, hey, Maniego, how'd that taste? And he, he dimed up Rob Schreiner for 10-minute <laughs> misconduct. It was great. <laughs> oh, fantastic. That is so good. Oh, my God. Unreal. Yeah. Hey, Rock, Rock yeah. just to end, do you, have any, do you have any Hank stories? I know, like, it's a, it's always a good uh, – Oh, yeah. People, they, they want to know what it was like playing for Hank. I mean, you were there. You're, you're arguably the best goalie of all time in Night Hawk history. you got to have some Hank stories, huh? Yeah, I have a lot of good Hank stories, and sort of like the Hammer stories, there's probably only a couple I can tell. So the first one happened, and um, we played a game or whatever, and I think we ended up winning – seven six or six five or whatever we're heading to the bus i think it was in asuyas and hank met me in the hallway and he's hey dixon take your underwear off because you were the shits tonight (laughs) i was like oh thanks hank but we did win so that was the one and the second one is um we were um leaving for a a road trip so there was four of us i think it was robbie mondin brad mclean and eli anderson and i we they picked me up at my house, but we were running a little late. So we got to the, we had to leave at 1030, I think. So we got there at 1040. Everyone's on the bus and that. So we hustle into the room, start packing our gear and whatnot. And Hank walks through the door and you could see the look in his eyes and he was not impressed. And um, I remember him saying, when I say the bus leaves at 1030, it leaves at 1030. And he grabbed an orange by, um, by the entrance to the door and chucked it at us and we were uh, lucky enough to duck out of the way and it splattered against the chalkboard it was just <laughs> huge but it like it was thrown very hard and uh we were lucky enough to get out of the way and dodge that one never laid again after that <laughs> like like a jared mason slap shot you're lucky it went high that's right yes oh <laughs> uh, that's wicked good story rock no thanks for joining us today this is awesome to catch up with you uh Hopefully we'll see you involved in some of the alumni stuff moving forward. And yeah, just thanks. Yeah, for sure. No, that's awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. It was a blast. Go enjoy the sunshine, man. Get the last oh. little bits of it in. All right. Will do. Yeah, okay. Thanks, Rob. All right. Have Take a good care, Sunday. guys. Thanks. See you, boys. Hi, listeners. This is former Nighthawks player and captain Morgan Peace from the 2017 to 2020 seasons. I hope you're enjoying the show. Make sure to follow us on social media at BV Nighthawks Alums and to visit our website at bvnighthawksalum.ca.